Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Good morning. Welcome in. I am your host, Bo Bounds. We are the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We've got Minshew Mania Saturday night from right here in the Jackson Metro. And uh, Colts, Texans, and then 325 on the road. Dallas Cowboys, Commanders. Dallas hasn't played well on the road. And I don't like their running game. Um, But they've won. And they're trying to solidify the number two seed in the NFC. And then we've got some other, you know, good games. Buffalo at Miami and so on. A lot going on this weekend. We welcome in NFL Insider Podcast Analytics. Steve Palazzolo to the show. Steve, if you had a vote right now, who would be your comeback player of the year? Joe Flacco or Baker Mayfield? Uh, DeMar Hamlin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it has to be. I think it has to be DeMar Hamlin. Um, if we're not including him, I think the – I mean, Baker is a great story, but the Flacco story is just amazing. Hey, you're in Ohio. You're in Cincinnati. But Cleveland, you know, this this is a crazy story. How has this happened? How has Joe Flacco come in at 54 years old and resurrected his career and helped? I know they've got some wonderful pieces on both sides of the ball, but but how have has he helped drive the Browns to the playoffs, Steve? I mean, he yeah, I don't know how how he's doing it. I, I know, like stylistically, I think he's just uber aggressive right now. You know. It, I thought even coming into the season, my expectations for Deshaun Watson were, look, if he can play decent football, they'll be a really good team with the overhauls they've made defensively and everything. And Watson maybe was on his way to doing that, but he had all the injuries. All of the backups, P.J. Walker, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, they didn't play very well. So Flacco comes in, and it's just three or four big plays per game. He's also thrown it to the defense a bunch. Like, you know, it's a great story, but he's, I mean, he's chucking it to the defense quite, quite often as well. But that, because the Browns' defense is so good right now and, and extremely productive, their pass rush is one of the best in the league, they, you know, Flacco's creating some big plays just enough to get that offense cooking and getting, unlocking Amari Cooper, you know, getting David Njoku involved. So that's what it's been, you know, Flacco being aggressive. And it's funny because when you hear him talk, he's like, I was just sitting on the couch. I'm playing carefree. You know, he does, he has nothing to lose. He's not worried about his job. He's like, I got nothing to lose. Let's just chuck it up and see what happens. And it's working for a Browns team that just needed really competent QB play with how their defense is playing. Let's go to Gardner Minshew, local guy, Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus, uh, big weekend. So Texans Colts. I need Minshew to win. What ha- what has to happen for that to happen Saturday night? You know, the Colts The Colts are an intriguing team because I, I think they're one of the teams that I don't think Minshew, Minshew's playing great. I, I think he's playing better than he did earlier in the season. But the, the Colts are a team that really are just kind of sneaky good in a lot of different areas. You know, their offensive line is like night and day compared to last season, especially when they're all healthy. They've done a great job up front. They've had games where they've gotten the running game going. I do think Shane Steichen, the head coach now, deserves a ton of credit coming from Philly. You also see that Philly offense maybe, uh, you know, losing some of that spark that perhaps it, you know, perhaps it was Shane Steichen being in the building there. 
Um, and then defensively, the Colts do a nice job getting pressure with their front four and just playing fundamentally sound on the back end. So I think Minshew's doing a nice job these last few weeks, spreading the ball around. Michael Pittman coming back last week was really important. Having him as part of the offense as your uber possession receiver. And then it's about, it's about you know, like last week, they had a key fourth and one creating a 50-plus yard you know, score to Alec Pierce. It's getting those big plays at the right time. Pierce can stretch the field. Josh Downs as a rookie receiver complimenting Pittman. Uh, that's what the Colts are going to need to do against a really feisty Texans team with a good rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud and a defense that's starting to take on the persona of D'Amico Ryan's head coach. Really aggressive. Um, and plus, my buddy's calling the plays for the Texans, Bobby Slowick. So it's going to be a conflict of interest here, Bo, Oh, this week. What's the connection there between? Uh, for, he worked at PFF. He was one of our uh, – Bobby Bobby worked in the league as a coach, and in between jobs, he worked at PFF for two years doing analysis. So we trained him up on our grading and everything. And then when Kyle got the job back in San Francisco, he was one of Kyle's guys. So he brought, he brought Bobby over there as a defensive coach originally, and uh, Bobby's worked his way up to Texans offensive coordinator now. Are you serious? Yeah. That is he's awesome. Great. And he's doing a great job with Stroud. And, yeah. You know, that, that offense. You know, it's the highest yards per attempt in the league this year. It's Brock Purdy, Tua, and C.J. Stroud. I, think, I mean, it was at least a couple weeks ago. And it's all that same offense. Wow. Okay. Um, it's basically a pick em with the uh, – with the Texans by one, that's on Caesars. Uh, is that how you see it? It's in Indianapolis. Do you like taking your, you know, knowing your friend there as the OC, uh, who do you like in the game between the Texans and, and Colts? It sounds like you like the Texans. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably lean Texans. I think they have a little more upside. You know, the winner of this game is going to potentially go to Kansas City as a six seed. And I think the Texans have a little bit more of the high-end potential because of what Stroud brings to the table, what he's done in uh, must-pass situations, what he's done in crunch time. And then again, that defense, uh, former first-round picks Derek Stingley and Will Anderson really starting to uh, come into their own right now and, and create a, again, I, I think a team that's going to be very good going forward. But like I said earlier, the, the Colts, I wouldn't be surprised either way. The Colts just being here, given the fact that they've got Minshew, a quarterback, had to deal with um, with injuries, uh, revolving door, running back this year. I think the Colts and Shane Steichen have done a great job this season. I, there is something to Minshew. Uh, he's, you know, magnetic. Um, he's just a winner, Steve. I mean, all he did was win in high school. He goes to out in the middle of nowhere, Washington State. They went to let go 11 and two. Um, he led, you know, this, we've talked to you the last few years. He led Jacksonville to some wins with nothing around him and the whole franchise burning down. Um, you know, he's just got that stuff that we, it's hard for us to put our finger on. Um, I think he's going to hang around at, you know, back up and, and maybe spot starter fits magic, maybe more, uh, for years and just make a ton of money. Is that, is that how you see it with Minshew? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the Jacksonville year that you referenced, that's what I always go back to, really impressive as a rookie. Uh, because cause we sit here all the time, you know, anytime somebody's uh, talking about why is Patrick Mahomes down this year and they blame the receivers and everything. And it's like, you know, when when there are quarterbacks that come out of that, that, that elevate whatever they have, uh, that is impressive. You know, and Minshew did that in Jacksonville. Uh, my only question was early in the year, he just kept 
turning it over. He was fumbling a bunch and just trying to do too much, you know, and that's what Minshew tends to do, especially out of structure, late in the play, you know, forcing passes. But he's been much better than that, with that in the second half of the year. And uh, as long as he plays a clean game, yeah, the Colts are a tough team to beat. Okay. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. They're all tied in. How about that? Offensive coordinator for the Texans went through pro football focus in between jobs. Among up, Mike McCarthy made a stop by there. What, what? Tell me, McCarthy just that that year he he just stopped by a couple times and and hung out for a few hours. How how did that work? Yeah, so McCarthy was he was in between jobs as well, so he knew he was going to be up for a coaching job at the end of the season. He you know, sat out. I think it was the 2019 season. And he was just preparing for the next job and saying, okay, I've been a head coach for a while. Let me slow down a little bit. Let me hone my process and, um, you know, really make sure I I understand what I have at my fingertips from a data perspective because every team subscribes to to our data. They have our database and they attach it to video and they can watch any play and, you know, again, use our data to kind of manipulate it and create cut-ups and, you know, whatever it is. And so he wanted to come in and just make sure that when he got his next job that he had all his ducks in a row and could be more efficient and, and make sure he wasn't missing anything. And we talked about um, all the data that we have and the ways that he could use it from fourth down decision-making to personnel to um, just generally being able to watch players, you know, more efficiently. So that's all it was, you know, stopping by. And, you know, he was just making sure that he was ready to go come interview time and then the next time he had a head coaching opportunity which obviously became Dallas. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I don't like the run game. Um, you know, I don't like him running on first down, but uh, I don't like what I'm seeing from the run game. But what do you? What is pro football focus, and, and what do you see from this Dallas Cowboys um, run game? Yeah, it was definitely – I mean, it's definitely not been very efficient. I think this year the expectation or hope was that Tony Pollard, who has been so efficient in – you know, you know, lesser, a lesser role, you know, eight, 10, 12 carries a game, hoping that he can carry the workload a little bit more. That hasn't necessarily happened. I think the offensive line hasn't been as dominant as it's been in the past, uh, both from a run game perspective and from a pass protection uh, standpoint. So, uh, of course, the offense is still doing great. But, yeah, they are they're more pass-heavy than they've been and relying a lot on Dak. That's why Dak's having this interesting season where I think by far it's his best season. I think we've all seen that. The problem is he's had three kind of disasters of a game of games and you know, they were in in big spots or against the Cardinals. You know, it was the Cardinals, it was the 49ers, it was the Bills. In those big games you didn't see Dak necessarily step up. Not all of them. Obviously last week against Detroit he certainly did. He was outstanding. Um, but some of those big games he had some of his worst games of the season, but I think overall, you know, throw for throw, I think Dak's been the best quarterback in the league or right up there top two with Josh Allen. So um, that's, what's interesting about this season is the pass game has been able to carry them, but they could use not, not so much balance, but again, efficiency from the run game to take a little bit of pressure off the pass game. But is this recipe, I mean, it looks like it's gotta be Dak throwing the ball to CD and others because I mean, they're not getting anything when they run the ball on first down, and then overall it doesn't look real good. I mean, this, is, this isn't this is really the recipe for success in January, is it? Or is it? No, I think the run game is a little overrated in January. The thing I always come back to, though, is answers. You know, if, if teams are going to uh, not respect the run game and invite 
the, the Cowboys to throw, you have to be able to run it. You know, whether it's first down, whether it's second down, I think third and short is is really the important stuff. You know, convert. You see the Eagles do this a lot. Third and three in the Lions too. Third and three, third and four. They'll just not even a draw. They'll just run a straight running play because they have the numbers because teams are playing the pass. I think it's about having answers to what the defense has given you. Um, so that's going to be the key, I think when it comes to January football is having those answers, not necessarily, you know, establishing it on first down or anything like that, but uh, making sure you can adjust to what the defense is giving you. Okay. Hey, do you expect them to go on the road and win? I mean, I know it's commanders aren't good, but they haven't this played week, well. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the weather's not good and they don't, they don't have a running game at home. I don't expect it to travel in cold weather. How do you see it? I mean, you, you may have asked me the same question. Were they on the road last year, week 18 against Washington, when Dak actually did throw bad interceptions? Uh, I probably said the same thing last year. Of course Dallas is going to win against Washington. It was Sam Howell's first start. Dak throws a pick six and actually lived up to the narrative everybody was trying to build for him that was fake last year. Um, but, yeah, I expect Dallas to take care of business. Um, obviously, the, the ref decision the other night is really helping them giving them a chance at the number two seed here so um washington's just a mess right now though both sides of the ball sam howell they don't even want sam howell to start he has to by default he's been struggling so yeah i think dallas will take care of business and get that number two seed hang on what are you talking about the refs they 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 botched the tripping call before and it, we wouldn't have gotten to that point I think it should have just been a no call. Okay. The trip. They then, did botch it. They did botch it, though. First down, clock runs, right? This was a procedural, horrendous call, though. This was like the, the ref in 1998 Thanksgiving blowing the coin toss. <laughs> he, he thought Jerome Bettis said tails, and he said heads or whatever it was. That was It was, it was bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah, we'll, we'll agree to disagree because, again, no tripping call, the game's over, right? No second down pass, maybe the game's over. Too. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's on there. your guy, McCarthy. You know, y'all told him to do that at Pro Football Focus. and We did say second down, you got to pass more, but we didn't say which, uh, which situation. <laughs> Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, uh, driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder, Canon Nissan in Jackson. Um, uh, what's wrong with the, uh, and are we making too much of it? And can, can teams flip the script? Uh, what are you expecting from the Philadelphia Eagles from here on out? Man, it is, it feels like it's getting worse defensively. Now I know Jonathan Gannon's the former defensive coordinator and, and that was, he was bringing the Arizona team in there, but Arizona had over 440 yards of offense. I think it was almost 30 first downs. They ran the ball. They threw it. They really did whatever they wanted with Philadelphia. I do think the late season trends sometimes are overrated when teams go in hot or they go in cold. But this is a concerning one for the Eagles because this defense had shown they were leaky at times throughout the season. But it's been really rough these last few weeks. And even because the last two weeks, they faced the Giants on Christmas and then Arizona. And they were up two scores in both games and almost blew both of them. And that's kind of been the story of Philadelphia's season. Now, early in the year, they would play that same way. They would, you know, make this, you know, kind of sleepwalk a little bit and then make this great comeback against Buffalo or be down 10 and make this great comeback against Kansas City. Those things seem like they're going away a little bit. So Philly's got the Giants this week. They should win. I said the same thing last week about Arizona, though. 
and then Philly gets into the playoffs. I mean, if they have to go to Tampa against a hot Bucks team, it might be dangerous the way the Bucks offense has been playing the last few weeks. You know, bad half last week against the Saints. But um, So I, I'm a little concerned about Philly come playoff time because that defense, especially the second level, the linebackers, safeties, the corners, really playing a lot worse than they did last year in their Super Bowl run. How, how dangerous do you consider the Green Bay Packers? You know, it's, it's funny because I, I thought they were real dangerous a few weeks ago, and then their defense is just so bad. Um, not last week against Minnesota, but one of the stats I've pulled out, that there are five different quarterbacks in the NFL that have had their best PFF grade against the Packers this year. Five different quarterbacks had their very best performance, including Tommy DeVito on Monday Night Football in a comeback attempt. So that, that's my concern with the Packers. But as far as are they dangerous, I mean, the way Jordan Love is playing, those young receivers, they have done such a great job. They really, after Thanksgiving or so, it was a little bit before that, but Thanksgiving was a big turning point. When they went in to Detroit and just made a statement, and they looked unbelievable, and then did something similar to Kansas City on Sunday Night Football the next time, their next game. When you see what Jordan Love and the young receivers can do, they, they you know, early in the season, it looked like they were playing with different playbooks. Love and the receivers were completely on a different page. They didn't know what was going on. Love was throwing the ball all over the place. Now they're on. And so if they can just figure out the defense a little bit, they've just, uh, they're just giving up way too much defensively. Middle of the field's wide open. The scheme's not great. You know, it, it, they're just not good in the back seven. But Jordan Love and those receivers, they are dangerous. So I'm a big fan of the Packers and what they've done. I just think they might be a year away with their youth movement, with Love's development. And they probably have to get some fresh blood in there defensively, both from a personnel standpoint, but also maybe at the defensive coordinator spot. NFL insider on the Out of Bounds show, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. What is your game of the week? Is it Rams 49ers, Bills Dolphins? Is it another game? No, it's Bills Dolphins for sure. I mean, they, they put it in Sunday Night Football. Uh, you know, the Bills are that team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs, that, you know, theoretical team, but they couldn't miss the playoffs. You know, they're dependent on the Steelers to maybe lose or, um, you know, what happens in the Texans and Colts game. So it is it is crazy that Buffalo's playing for the two seed or they also could be at home because they could make a Super Bowl run. And then Miami, you know, they beat Dallas a couple weeks ago. They've certainly played much better at home. They do play at home against Buffalo where they've – it's a whole different world playing in Buffalo versus Miami, completely different. Both teams have had success at home in that series the last couple of years. So it's a great matchup. Miami, Miami, both teams going for the number two seed, or they could end up as a six going to Kansas City. So there's a lot on the line, and there's a lot to prove. You know, Miami, can they, you know, still asking that question, can they beat good teams in playoff-type scenarios? And then, you know, can Buffalo be that hot team that gets into the playoffs and um, after their midseason lulls has started to get it together? Defense is tough. Josh Allen is still great. Offense is uh, a little bit more efficient than they were under Ken Dorsey. So, yeah, that's the game, and I think we'll we'll all be watching it Sunday night. Ah, I can't wait. Uh, but you're also fired up about Rams 49ers, right? Well, it's Car- Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold going head-to-head okay. in that game. Let's go to so this uh, is this is the, everybody. This is the most important, uh, maybe the most important question that I ask you. Who's the best quarterback in the NFC right now? It's Dak Prescott. You've done it. Okay. It's Dak. This season. This season. Who Who's number two for you? Oh, 
I think Purdy, the way he's playing, the, the, the Ravens game was overblown as far as his stats matching how well he played. But I think Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, probably two and three. Okay. Jordan Love is playing great. So, you know, trending-wise, Jordan Love is starting to get into the mix. Stafford is in the mix. I, I don't think it's well-defined. Boy, we sleep on Stafford, don't we? I mean, he's – it's funny because I, I thought in the Super Bowl season he was maybe getting too much credit, you know, because of how great Cooper Cup was and the play calling was outstanding and he was turning the ball over a bunch. And now this year, elevating – Puka Nakua is great, but he's still a fifth-round rookie that you have to bring along and develop. And Cooper Cup's been hurt. Stafford's thrown the ball unbelievably this year. Helps the offensive line look better. Stafford's having a great season. He wasn't great last week against the Giants, but Stafford's having one of his best seasons this year. You still – I got a couple of minutes here. Steve Palazzolo, where are you on the Kansas City Chiefs as we head into the last weekend and, and then we'll be in the playoffs? I'm usually of the belief that weaknesses do come back to bite in the playoffs, and I do think that'll happen for the Chiefs. But is anybody really going to doubt them? This is the best defense they've ever had. The defense has kept them literally in every single game. And a lot of their losses, it's not like Patrick Mahomes has lost it. He had, a, he had his worst game of the season on Christmas against the Raiders. That was horrendous. Other than that, though, he's played well. He's played at a normal level. He's had a bunch of big passes in the clutch, you know, down the stretch that have been dropped or, you know, whatever it was. So I do think the receiver situation probably comes back to bite them. But if you told me, hey, Kansas City's going to, you know, Travis Kelsey's going to step up in the playoffs. They're going to lean on Rasheed Rice. They got Pacheco running the ball. Still have a good offensive line, even though they've got some holes there now. You have Mahomes, and you have the best defense they've had. I mean, they, they could go to the AFC Championship. I think, I think they're not, you know, going into Baltimore would be a challenge. But if the Chiefs made a run, I wouldn't be surprised. If they lost in the first round to Buffalo or Miami, also wouldn't be surprised. So I think they're – their weaknesses will probably come back to bite, but I could see them making a run because it's Mahomes, it's it's Reed, it's the defense that's playing great right now. All right, we'll leave it there. Um, we appreciate you, and um, are you locked in for this weekend? Yeah, I'm ready. I like you know the NFL splits it up, bunch of one o'clock, bunch of four o'clock, even it up a little bit. I'm ready. Uh, my body is not ready for 18 weeks though. I'm a 17 week person. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready. You know. The NFL's adding these extra games, and I wasn't ready for it. I'm not in shape still three years into this thing. <laughs> All right, be good. We'll talk next week. We'll know we'll we'll know what the playoffs look like. Can't wait. See you, man. All righty. Sounds good. Thank you. Uh, Pro Football Focus NFL insider Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bounds Show. It's driven by your next Nissan Rogue. It's a crossover. Beautiful vehicle. Uh, Nissan Pathfinder. Canon Nissan in Jackson. Show is also presented by Eye Care Professionals and Dr. Kirk Jeffries. You need cataract surgery. Eye Care Professionals has two locations Lakeland Drive, Jackson, and Flowood, Bell Mead. Brought to you by Eye Care Professionals and Dr. Kirk Jeffries. We're going to have Larry Boa on the show, former Phillies Cubs player manager, assistant coach. He won a World Series as a player and as a hitting coach. And he played for one of my favorite teams, the Chicago Cubs. And I had all his baseball cards. Larry Boa, 930. 